No matter how intimate you've been with your husband, it can feel awkward to start a conversation about your sex life. I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous, and my book, Pillow Talk, 40 Conversations About Sex for Married Couples, gets that conversation going. Each chapter introduces an issue, from kissing to building trust in the bedroom to erogenous zones and orgasm, then provides questions to ask one another, walks you through what the Bible says about the topic, and gives you action items to put what you've learned into practice. Pillow Talk is for couples anywhere from struggling with sexual intimacy to just wanting to spice things up. Learn more by clicking the link in the show notes and get your copy today. Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives, where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. Welcome back to another episode of Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We are here today uh, without Jay. Uh, Summer schedules are so fun for us to deal with. Jay's on a family vacation. Gay is on her lunch break, joining us from her car. Bonnie's (laughs) in her closet. And I'm here in my office. Yeah, and I'm here in my office with a a fan blowing on me. So uh, thanks for bearing with us. We just wanted to make sure that we were here with you because we love you all. And we wanted to talk with you today about some listener questions. It's been a while since we've done that, and we have some great questions for you today. So the first one is from a woman who's recently married and said she was shocked to discover how messy sex is. What can she do about that? Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it is. And it was kind of a shock. And unfortunately, I didn't handle the shock very well. I don't like messes. And I, and I have trouble with certain consistencies. So um, my, my poor reaction to fluids, my husband felt like that was a rejection of him. So um, I had to slowly learn to change my attitude. And and I just did that by just being very intentional of not reacting. I think first I had to um, first I had to train myself not to react. And then second, I had to train myself to look at it as part of my husband, you know, part of the man I love. Of course, there are other fluids aside from ejaculate. Yeah, I I think you can just be take some really practical steps. Like I think you can put a towel down on your bed or an extra sheet on top of your bed beforehand. Um, you can have a little hand towel by the side of your bed. You know, you can just kind of be prepared for it. Like, you know, nobody wants to get their sheets messed up because then you're sleeping, you know, in dampness. But I mean, we often use a towel or a beach towel or, you know, just to be sort of prepared for it. Um, and if you, you know, you can, maybe this isn't ideal in every situation, but you can hop up after you have intercourse and you're finished, you know, making love and talking and just take a quick shower um, just to, you know, if that makes you feel more 
comfortable for going to sleep or going about your day or whatever. I just think you can take a couple of really simple, practical steps to kind of reduce the impact of messiness. Yeah, if you're going to be having sex, there's going to be semen, and semen does seem to be a messy thing. Now, uh, Cliff and Joyce Penner's book, The Gift of Sex, has this really great section in it where they talk about dealing with the mess of sex. And one of the things that they talk about is not only... uh, you know, having a towel and some practical things. But they said that some couples have decided to just enjoy the mess and enjoy sleeping in the wet spot because that's a sign of their love for each other. So if you really want to work on shifting your attitude, you know, there can be a way of embracing that. Uh, One of my, I didn't handle it well either because of the consistency. And so my first step was learning to just not say you because my husband also perceived that as a personal rejection. So stopping saying ew or gross was really a huge step for me. The the saying ooh part, I didn't, I learned not to say ooh, but I also had to learn that my face said ooh. So I had to change <laughs> the expression on my face too. Yeah, and I think it's really important to understand that for men, their semen really is sort of the core, you know, the essence of their masculinity. And it really is a deeply personal thing. But I also want to point out that even though we might be thinking the mess is all semen, that we actually produce lubrication and that that's part of that mess too. And so the mess you're dealing with really is the commingling of both your fluids together. So, um, if you're going to say, Ooh, it's got to be aimed at you as well as your husband. So, I guess that's really the two becoming one. It's the one flesh. It's one of the fruits of one flesh, I guess. I don't, yes, I don't yes. know. All right, let's move on to another question. And here's one um, that I think uh, a lot of women probably have to deal with. My husband doesn't last long in bed. I'm talking less than one minute. He doesn't seem to care about taking care of my needs, but it's caused such an issue that he got me a dildo. I've used it, but I don't want it. I want him to get me there. I've tried talking to him, but I think he's embarrassed about himself not lasting long, and I don't know what to do. So, ladies, what would you suggest for this woman? There are a lot of, I guess, angles that we could talk about for that. But the one that comes to mind first for me is, is there an assumption that she can only have an orgasm or be satisfied through intercourse? Like, I can't quite tell from the question, but I'm just wondering if she's feeling like or they're feeling like that sort of one minute is the only time that there is for her. And if so, we have some other episodes that we can link to where we talk Mm -hmm. about the fact that for women, probably through intercourse is maybe the least likely way to have an orgasm. And there are lots of other things that they can do together for her, not just handing her a a vibrator or something, but, you know, it really comes down to communication. Well, I'm going to say aside from, yes, she definitely needs to have satisfaction and be fulfilled in their lovemaking. But if she just wants to lessen his sensitivity so that he doesn't orgasm so quickly, um, I have a couple of, couple of suggestions. One is to use condoms. The, the husband may not like that thought, 
but it will lessen his sensitivity and he will last longer. And I know some men have used that as a technique to learn how to last longer. The, the Cliff and Joyce Penner book that you just mentioned, Chris, also has a section on, it's not premature, but fast, faster ejaculation. There is a technique in there that's described. And frankly, I would describe it to you now, but I can't remember it. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I know it's in there. Um, and, you know, the craziest thing, there is a rumor, there's a wives' tale or a rumor going around that Vicks VapoRub helps with premature ejaculation. And I would, yeah. It, I, doesn't, I, wouldn't that burn when it gets risky. inside you? I would you. think so. would think so. So do not do that. Speaking of the word you, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And my face does it too. Well, you know, the thing, the thing that I keep thinking is just like Gay said about this assumption that orgasm, her orgasm happens through intercourse. For most women, that's not true. So the easiest solution is really to have her experience some sexual pleasure through his hand or his mouth or both. Um, before they even proceed to intercourse. And it may be that if she's already had one or two orgasms through manual or oral stimulation, it may be that she's sort of primed for um, uh, an an orgasm during intercourse that could happen very quickly. Uh, But there's no reason that his premature ejaculation should affect her ability to experience pleasure. And the fact that he got her a dildo rather than a vibrator is what I really picked up up on because a dildo is just something that sort of imitates a penis and goes internally. And that's, as, as we've said, that's not typically what causes most women to achieve orgasm. The other thing is he should be helping her use, if they're using a marital aid, he should be using that with her and for her and not just mm-hmm. saying, here, good luck with that. Yeah, and sex is so much more than just the physical aspect. I mean, don't we say that each and every episode? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's about emotional connection and and as Gay says, communication. And I know that that conversation might be difficult for, you know, newlyweds. That's why I think our lovely co-hostess Jay has a book that could be bought, Pillow That's Talk. That's right, Pillow Talk. That might help you with this conversation. Yeah, and we might want to link to that um, uh, to that Penner book on Amazon. We might okay. want to link to it in the show notes because a book like that or like Jay's book can be a starting point for a conversation. You know, you can say, yeah. hey, somebody recommended this book to me and I started reading it and I realized that maybe we could, you know, or what do you think about? So that can kind of be an entrance to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes yes. it's easier to say, hey, I read about this suggestion. What do you think? That's going to be easier than, you know, dude, we have a problem. What are we going to do? You so, know, dude, you're just not lasting long enough. Yeah. yeah. And we've said this before, and I'm sure we'll say it again, but sometimes you have to have or try to have that conversation multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. have to, uh, unfortunately, sometimes you have to introduce it in different ways or at different times before you can really kind of get to the heart of it. And I'd like to suggest that when you start to have this conversation, it not be while you're in bed having just experienced premature ejaculation. Probably not the best time. No. Right. Over coffee, even go outside of the house, take a walk, 
you know, dinner out, something. A walk Gate. is good. You know, men like to have those conversations side by side. That's, yes, yes. That's, yes, yes. So I do that's, a lot of those conversations while we're in the car and my husband's driving, um, but not when we're in a difficult traffic situation because, you know, I don't yeah. want to cause stress. Um, friends, we're just going to take a few moments to step aside from the conversation and talk about our sponsor this week, Everpillow by Infinite Moon. You both have, have Everpillows and have uh, Chris and, and Gay, you have Everpillows and have used them. What what do you have to say about them? Well, one thing that I think is really intriguing about it is that you get this little bag so you can adjust your firmness level yourself and there's a bag where you can put excess stuffing if you don't want it in your pillow but you can also order more stuffing if you want even more and gay didn't you say that you had um, that you'd contacted them for more filling I, I did and their customer service was really great and really fast i found out that the pillow I ordered initially wasn't quite the right firmness for me, but they offer, you know, more filling or a mix of different filling. So I got in touch with them and they got right back to me and I told them what they wanted and they told me what I needed. And yeah, it was just real. And then they shipped it to me and it was really fast uh, and efficient and they were very responsive. So yeah, the, the fact that the pillow is kind of adjustable, like Chris mentioned, is great because you can sort of add filling, subtract filling, or if you find out you need a different mix of filling, you can let them know. Well, thanks. And please be sure to stop by Everpillow's website at infinitemoon.com and use the code SEXCHAT10 for 10% off your next pillow. And we have the link to that on our show notes. We've got one more question to handle. So I am going to read this one. My question is embarrassing as it relates to how the vagina looks. I don't have the perfect but more the stretched out looking vagina and I don't know if this is normal with age. I'm almost 50. My husband had a porn addiction in the past and I'm worried he might be turned off on reality as opposed to perfection. We have a great sex life so that's no issue. Is this a normal concern? Is there anything I can do to make it look better? They all look a little weird. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Yes. Yes, you true. are. It's absolutely <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've seen a picture. It's a black and white picture of about 50 vulvas. Do you remember that? I think yeah, uh, Lori, Lori Byerly of The Generous Wife, I believe. We'll see if we can find this picture. It's black and white. It is not titillating, but it shows you the many different universes of vulvas. Um, Which, by the way, vagina is the inside part, and the external genitals are called the vulva. Yes. So there's our and little anatomy lesson. Yes, <laughs> and and the vulva has two uh, two layers. Like the outer layer is called the labia major. Those are your that's the big lips and then your inner layer is called the labia minor and they're like delicate satiny curtains and they protect all your inner parts um, but those delicate satiny curtains can hang longer than the labia majors um, than your labia major and I think that's what women see and think that that looks wonky but and 
and it is normal for some of that to change over time and as you age you know you lose your your skin changes in the elasticity and hormones make you know make have an effective yeah and it's making things look a different little different and um it can look darker over time and if you've had children, it it might get stretched out. I think the fact that this couple is having a good sex life is like great. And I mm-hmm. don't think she has anything to worry about. Yeah. You know? And she said she's 50 or almost 50. And remember, he's not the 25-year-old stud you married either. <laughs> you know, he's probably about the same age as you. And he's probably having, you know, some of the same kinds of feelings. I think it's pretty typical as we get older to wonder, are these changes normal? Does this look weird? You know, but it's perfectly normal. The thing is, I think for most men, even if there has been a porn addiction in the past, the more they make love with their wives, the more their wives become the standard of beauty. And if they're having a good sex life and he has loved her vulva throughout all the seasons of their marriage, he's going to love it even more now not because of who how it looks but because of whose it is and right. i think that it is normal to be kind of weirded out by wow this changed i didn't know it looked like that but it's also normal for things to change and you know your your body satisfies your husband throughout your whole life if he's a good-willed husband yes and i think it is very normal to think about those comparisons too that he has seen a million other vulvas through pornography um and that that i think is the enemy messing with our minds and it's making us unsatisfied with ourselves which you know trickles down into our sexual confidence so take back that from satan Take that back. You're beautiful. And as Chris has said, your husband loves you and all parts of you. So just remember that, yeah, comparisons are are not good. I do want to just mention that last. Is there anything I can do to make it look better? There are some things you can do to for vaginal rejuvenation that do have some effect on the vulva and the appearance, too. Um things like the Mona Lisa smile and some laser treatments and things. So I have, I have a post on um, dealing with atrophy and I will link to that. And a couple of the um, recommendations in there can kind of re-fluff the genital appearance a little bit. So if it really matters, you can do that, but you don't need to. All right. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Sex Chat for Christian Wives. Hey, y'all, we have a webinar coming up on July 18th, Understanding Your Sex Drive. How, I mean, what better way to spend about 30 or 40 minutes than when with four really fun ladies? Hanging out with us at our (laughs) virtual table. I mean, what's what's not to love? And uh, by the time this episode goes live, we will have opened sales. So uh, we'll make sure we link to the um, registration page in our show notes. And we would love to see you there. Uh, it's at it's July 18th at 7.30 U.S. Eastern Time. And it's only $5, which is less than a bottle of lube. So... <laughs> 
Hope to see you all there. <laughs> well, you'll see us. I don't think we'll see you, but you you can be there and you can ask questions in advance as well as a live Q and A. And if you want a little preview of what we look like on video, go over to our YouTube channel. There is a video of Jay and I talking about it. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's sexchatforchristianwives.com. Also, if you enjoyed our podcast, please take a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.